Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. How are you doing? How have you fought, how's your fortnight been? It's been good. It's been a lot of travelling around, actually, although I feel like not as much as you. But um, yeah, it's been a couple of busy weekends, and I've seen, um, I went, actually went up to Liverpool for the, um, well, I went to see friends who were seeing the Netball World Cup, but I didn't actually go and watch the Netball World Cup. But um, yeah, I went to see some uni friends who I played netball with. So that was really nice. And um, then went back down to Nottingham and had a family weekend where we camped in the garden, which was um, interesting. I had a single man tent, which actually was really cosy. I thought it was going to be claustrophobic, but it wasn't. It was actually quite a nice experience and just ate a lot of food. And aside from the downpour at the start of the weekend, it was actually... Actually, a really nice, nice weekend. Yeah, it was lovely. I did think of you in that one-man tent. I was like, the weather's not been great, and that does seem a bit stuffy. But I'm pleased it was nice. It looked like you had such a nice weekend. The um, all the Instagram stuff with the netball girls was like really heartwarming. Oh, it was so lovely to see that we've not seen each other for a year. Like all of us together. Obviously, we've like seen one or two of us occasionally. Yeah. All of us together for the first time in a year. It was just. It was so so nice. Um, and we had the nicest apartment as well. One you of, look gorgeous. Yeah, Sammy found this amazing, um, it's like a penthouse apartment on Water Street in Liverpool, which if you know Water Street, it's got gorgeous kind of stone buildings down there. And just the view was absolutely amazing. So yeah, we had, oh, I was there for one night. They were staying for the whole weekend, but oh, it was just lovely to go. And I've never actually been to Liverpool before. Um, we've got plans to go in uh september just for like an overnight so i'm looking forward to going back and seeing a bit more of it nice but you've had some northern adventures this week as well i feel like we kind of mirrored each other in a weird way um so last week i had a week off work which was a very welcome break um i feel like this thing about the summer that makes me want to be a kid again and just have a summer holiday but like time at home summer holiday a staycation is the word i'm looking for yeah um but yeah, it's really lovely. I went up to Barnsley, where Alex is based, or was based. He's moving. Um, and we hired a car, and I ended up driving, because it's a very long story, but I basically ended up driving, and I haven't actually driven in the UK for over five years. So that was an adventure. So um, but it, it was absolutely fine. Um, and we went to York. We basically did loads of day trips from Barnsley, because it's relatively central, um, and it was a lot cheaper than finding accommodation everywhere. So we did York for the day. York is beautiful. Yeah, uh, and then we went to Manchester. Um, loved Manchester, absolutely yeah. loved Manchester. Then we did like a day locally, going around some national trusts and just like because he's moving, he had a lot of life admin to do. So it's quite nice, like have a lie in, have a day at home, get like our shit together, basically. Yeah. And then we did Liverpool for a day. Um, so that was on the Thursday, and we finally went to Mowgli, which you recommended, like podcasts and podcasts ago but oh my god the food was amazing it was so good then on Friday we did a very long drive um all the way from Barnsley to Swansea because we were going to go see some friends so one of our friends from uni um lives in Swansea and his girlfriend's there so we went down some of our other friends drove from London so we all kind of like congregated in Swansea for the weekend um and it was just so lovely, like similar to you. Like, there's some of you getting together with people you went to uni with who you haven't seen together for a long time. Yeah. It was just so lovely. And because we had the whole weekend, 
it wasn't that like really rushed thing of like having to catch up really quickly and trying to cram everything in like we had two full days and then Friday evening as well um and it was it was just such a laugh like I haven't laughed like that in such a long time and it was just really really lovely so there you go shout out on the podcast um as promised um but yeah it was (laughs) (laughs) it was a really lovely weekend and oh my gosh one of our friends Laura brought her dog and he is a cocker spaniel called Alfie and I think I fell in love a little bit oh so cute he's the sweetest dog I've ever seen he was just so cuddly and so gorgeous oh dreamy it definitely helped with the Sunday morning hangover let's put it that way (laughs) so cute yeah I feel like I've just kind of come back down to reality today and I'm like oh it's Monday Uh." such a Monday Monday today oh it really really is it's been a very very Monday Monday and although the weather is set to get a bit better at the end of this week which I'm excited about 37 degrees in central London is gonna be awful 37 Jesus it's going up every day I look it said 33 yesterday tomorrow is going to be 33 apparently it's gonna be 37 on Thursday and if you're not based in the UK, London is not equipped for heat because we don't have aircon. Like our office aircon sometimes works. Um, the tubes and like underground generally aren't air conditioned. Trains generally aren't air conditioned. Neither are buses. Um, so yeah, we shockingly the UK doesn't know what to do when it's hot or cold. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty grim when it's hot. Pretty yeah, so I'm just powering through to the weekend now, and I'm just thinking. Have a nice weekend, get outside, do something nice. And yeah, just kind of getting back into the swing of reality, really. Um, Should we move on to some recommendations, though? Do you want to kick us off with your first one? Yeah, so my first one is actually a recommendation um, for a TV show that's on BBC iPlayer. Um, It's actually just, it was the sort of, like, documentary, like, what are they called? Mockumentary. No, it's, it is a it is a real thing. It's like a journal, like undercover journalism documentary. Yeah, and it's called Multi Level Millionaires. Oh, um, that sounds interesting. It's basically, looking into MLMs and uh, like pyramid schemes. And I'm fascinated by these. Yeah, it. Well, I am. I just the, it baffles me. I don't want to offend anyone that's in um, an MLM, um, but I just it it fascinates me so much how people do kind of get pulled into it, and it is such like a it's, it's such an like kind of an inward looking very. I mean the journalism the journalist who does it is a British journalist, and she she does say it's it the people she interviews who have kind of got out of the pyramid schemes do say it's like a cult and they are told to target people who are weak so if they see someone on their on their social media who's like posted a status on Facebook about being worried they're not gonna be able to afford Christmas this year they're told to prey on people with vulnerabilities like that and it the entire thing is not based on making money it's based on recruiting more people because that's how money's made and it is so interesting it looks at two very big um very well known makeup brands which work on this um MLM kind of pyramid scheme um type format and it it is just so interesting to see and particularly how in general any kind of MLM does they do mark they do um target women yeah 
it's it was it's just fascinating like if you've got an extra hour it's only an hour to watch and it was really it's one of those things that you hear about so much and oh they're not they're obviously they're illegal and you hear lots of different stories about people who have been involved with them or know people who are and it was it was actually eye-opening to see kind of like the inside story on it so I if you're kind of interested in that sort of thing I would definitely give it a watch I'm gonna watch that that sounds fascinating but what's your first recommendation for this week so my first one is um, it's an article that came out in Vogue on well Vogue Online um, towards the end of last month, and it was one of those really annoying things. I read this just after we recorded our last episode, and had I have read it three or four hours earlier, it would have been my recommendation last time. So it's possible that a lot of people have already read this, but it's the article written by Florence Welch of Florence and the Machine for Vogue, um, and it's her speaking about addiction, addiction, eating disorder recovery, and finding true happiness in her 30s. And it was just a really, really brilliant piece, and she talks very candidly about how she's used alcohol and drugs, and her relationship with food, and disordered eating, and it was just a really, really interesting read. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people who read it relate to it in one way or another. There's one paragraph in particular I really, really thought was powerful um, that I just wanted to read out. It said, although I admire it in a seasick way, a lot of my bravery in my teens and early 20s came from a place of self-loathing. I was able to push boundaries and take chances because I wasn't very fussed about whether I came back alive. Oblivion was usually the goal. I don't know if it's my own societal pressure or a generic predisposition to perfectionism and anxiety. Eating disorders and addiction are rife in my family. But somewhere along the line, I had learned that I was wrong, that I was not good enough, not smart enough, not thin enough. I was so angry with myself all the time. How that happened, I don't know. I'm still trying to understand what makes young women go to war with themselves. But the judgment choir never stopped singing. It still sings now though not as loudly or as often. And when it does, I try not to self-medicate with straight vodka or starvation. It's just such, it's such a brilliantly written piece. And I've always been a fan of her music and her work. And I never, honestly, I never really knew um, about everything else she was going through. So when I saw this and I read it, I I just thought it was such a powerful piece and really, uh, it was just really insightful and very self-aware, I thought. Um, I was about to say you've reached a very a, a very strong point in in your life when you're able to look back on those things and speak about them like that so eloquently. Yeah, exactly. And she kind of is quite honest in saying that she, there's a part of her that misses her teenage years and her early twenties, and it was quite strange to let go of all that. And actually, she had to grieve for that life for a while. Um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a secret among the people who were close to her that this is how she was behaving, and it was a problem. And I think to not only be self-aware enough to write that, but to have the bravery to write that and put it out there um, and undoubtedly impact a lot of other people with it in hopefully a positive way. It just, I don't know, it it really, I just found it really insightful and poignant. So I would highly recommend, we will of course leave it linked. But yeah, go and give it a read. Yeah, I I will. Well, I think you linked me to it actually just after the episode and I did, I read. Yeah. yeah it was really it's written like your friend is confessing it to you do you know what I mean like it's written in a very candid and casual way for such heavy and life-altering topics it's written very um I don't know just how you would have that conversation with someone so yeah uh what is your next recommendation my next recommendation is again it was something that I I came across uh just after the episode that we recorded before so a lot of people may have already seen that this is happening because I think it has been in the national media but I mean, it's not really a recommendation because 
it's not something that you can actively use unless you're being a horrible person. But um, it's just like an, a, a kind of a, a round of applause for yeah. Instagram finally taking some steps to make the Instagram space a little bit more positive because they've finally introduced a warning system um, to try and um, reduce or stand up to bullying on the platform. And it, the system is basically triggered by specific words that people post. So when they try and post it, a pop-up will automatically come up saying, are you sure you want to post this? And then there's a message and more information about um, keeping Instagram a supportive place. We're asking people to rethink their comments. Um, and it's, I mean, it's obviously all automated and it's never going to be perfect. And it is just, it uses an algorithm basically to see what other people have reported. And then it tries to make you think twice if you're posting something similar to those kind of reported comments. But I just think it's, they've done a lot of research into it and how having that, giving someone that chance to have a second thought before posting something which is potentially harmful or offensive or bullying it's it's by no means solving the problem but I think it's a finally an acknowledgement of the fact that these social media platforms are actually not always a positive space and putting things in place for that I think it's a really positive step I think Instagram gets a lot of flack rightly so in a lot of cases um, and often algorithm yeah. updates in particular are not very well received. But I actually, it's nice to know that in the background they've been working on this. And I really like that the way it works is us, is giving someone a second chance. Because I think just simply blocking or taking someone away doesn't necessarily solve the problem. And of course, there will still be people who post it. But I think I think it was Zoe Sugg who was saying quite a while ago about um, online hate. And she was saying how she was reading through an old diary of when she was a kid and some of the things she had said about her friends were awful. And she was like, I wouldn't have said them to their face, but actually if I was that person now, I don't know if I would have posted it online because it's a completely different world. Um, So actually having that second chance and making someone think about it, I think is really important because most people aren't fundamentally evil. Sometimes you need that thing of like, oh, that's not really a great thing to say a lot of people online it is a classic case of keyboard courage and they need that chance to think actually is this what I want to post yeah definitely but they've got this other they've introduced a restricted mode as well which I actually think could be really useful for a lot of people maybe maybe I'm making a sweeping generalization here but especially for women because it's it's directed at you know like those accounts that always leave a bit of an iffy comment on your photo but you don't want to block them or that sort of thing and you can actually just it will be completely undetectable by them but you can basically hide comments from that account so no one will ever see them on your post unless you approve them that's so good I imagine for a lot of celebrities and influencers that's really game-changing yeah that's what I was thinking and like particularly for women where there's a lot of misogyny I think comments like that uh, this feature could be really useful yeah, for. definitely um what's your second recommendation so this is something I actually did this weekend and um, we went down to Swansea as I said and the plan had originally been to go and spend the day on the beach however the weather was shocking um so we actually decided to do an escape room and five of us went to do it I'd never done it before um, a couple of us had a couple of us hadn't and I kind of thought I'd enjoy it, but I honestly can't recommend it enough. It was so much fun. Um, And if if you've never done one or you're not really sure what it is, essentially you go along, you get locked in a room 
Um, obviously, if there's an emergency, you can get out and someone can get in. But the premise is you basically have an hour to get out of the room by solving a load of clues and stuff like that. So the one we did was Saw themed. You can imagine how stressed I was beforehand as someone who can't even fathom watching a Saw movie. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't half as scary as I thought it was going to be. Um, but we basically walked into this room that was almost pitch black except for some red spotlights um one of our friends got chained by the foot to one corner another two were chained by the feet in another corner then me and Alex were chained on another side with handcuffs around our wrists which I'm not overly joyed about because the guy did him up too tight and I now have a bruise around my wrist where the handcuff was oh my god (laughs) an interesting weekend um but it was so so much fun um, and annoyingly, we reckon we were probably less than five minutes to completing it. And there was just one part that we just we just couldn't like you just couldn't get our head around. And had we have got that a bit quicker, I think we probably would have finished it. The guy was like, "You were so so close." Um, there was someone due into the room straight after us, and like you rip these rooms apart. Like it must have taken the best part of an hour to put it back together. So we could he couldn't even give us any more time. Um, but yeah. it was just like even though we didn't win it was just so much fun it is I, I love escape rooms they are so much it was, fun it was just so 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 much fun and you were completely immersed in something for an hour like you couldn't focus on anything else um and within our group like some of we had like um so two of the guys had new girlfriends so that's why we we're all getting together to meet everyone so we weren't all like super super familiar with one another so doing something like that was such a brilliant icebreaker because you instantly got to know each other so much better yeah. in like a completely different environment um and i just think whether it's like a work thing or you're just catching up with friends whatever it is they're such a good idea um yeah i i really want to do another one we've said we're all going to try and get together and do another one at some point and they're just so much fun so this week's topic we decided we'd like to talk about exercise and how we our both of our relationships with it and how we try and fit it into our lives because it's one of those things that everyone knows that you should exercise and you should do it three times a week and then you hear lots of different information about how much you should do what you should do whether you should go to the gym whether you should run and that can actually be quite what's the word I'm looking for quite overwhelming I yeah, think it, like you're kind being told what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing and if you're not doing it you're signing your own death certificate type thing and I think we just need to pull it back a bit yeah I think exercise is should definitely be about just making it right for you and your lifestyle and once you've figured that out it's a lot more enjoyable so we we wanted to just address that and maybe get over the the pressure that there is to exercise or work out in a certain way and how we like to do it and incorporate it into our lives yeah I think like a lot of our topics we come at this from really really different angles so for me I have always hated sports and exercise like I hated PE at school I was awful at PE I was pretty much laughed at and ridiculed in most of my sports classes and I just hated it and I think because of the way it was taught in schools as an adult I then never really saw I didn't understand the benefits of it like obviously I knew exercise is good for you and you should be fit and healthy but I didn't really understand the complete myriad of benefits there are and the different ways that you can kind of access exercise. Whereas I think for you, it's a very different relationship with exercise. Yeah, I've I've always, always played sport from as as long as I can remember. I've always played some sort of sport, whether it's been 
team or an individual I've competed in loads of different sports over the years and it's just for me it's always been like a very fun enjoyable like competitive outlet for me and also a social one as well so wherever I've kind of been in life I've it's always something that I've wanted to incorporate even just from that social aspect definitely and I think you know we there's so much of a kind of rhetoric around exercise being for weight loss and you should be in shape and toned and slim and look a certain way and for the majority of us we're never going to look like that no matter how hard we work out but the majority of people we're looking at who do look like that have personal trainers and have the time to be working out sometimes multiple times a day for the average person that's just not realistic like I leave the house at 6 30 in the morning and I don't get back till 7 30 I'm not working out for three hours in that day yeah it's just never gonna happen and also I think it's it, I mean it, I think it's interesting it's very different for men and women women it is that we talk yeah. about losing weight and being slim and and then for men it's all about bulking up and gaining muscle and being strong and I think they're actually both really they're they're really harmful and they're really enforced on social media and in magazines online on billboards and actually all that does is serve to put people off even more because they're intimidated by that totally I always found it so intimidating and it's only as I've started to get a bit older and my motivations for exercising have really changed because I've started to understand the whole like benefit more that I've started to like just move my body more because fundamentally like our bodies are designed to move and I've kind of reached that point where now I exercise for like my mental health and for being physically strong so that I can I can carry my own shopping bags and I can run for the train and not be completely out of breath and so that I'm kind of just improving my life generally and as soon as I started to shift my perspective from I must exercise to lose weight and get toned I enjoyed it so much more I found it so much easier to motivate myself and I've actually stuck to more of an exercise routine. Yeah and we were talking about this earlier that I've not until very recently realised that it is having a mental impact as well because for me I'm competitive I like to compete whether that's as a team or whether it's just like with myself beating what I've done before and I've just thought that that's a mindset that I have and I enjoy the social side when I've played netball or any other team sport but actually I think part of why I enjoy it is because it's it lets off that bit of steam and it's something different from especially now when you spend eight hours sitting at a desk looking at a computer for that bit of life balance it is actually I think vital for my mental health which I've not realized until I've been injured and not been able to do it and then I've seen the impact that that's had on me mentally yeah I never really believed that it sounds a bit silly maybe and a bit naive but I never really thought that exercise could improve my mental health I kind of I recently started doing couch to 5k because I just thought well I've done quite a few things this year that were wildly outside my comfort zone I couldn't have thought I'd be able to do Hmm. like a year ago so I thought well one thing I really have a thing about is running like I know logically I would love running but I've got like a really old knee injury and I never really got sorted properly at the time and I'm very physically unfit. I don't enjoy running. Heli, you've run with me. You know how I run. Um, <laughs> we tried running at uni. Heli said it was like I was walking backwards. But they look very similar in fact. I mean, now I feel bad because I realise I've probably enforced all of the horrible things that made you hate sports so much. <laughs> no, trust me, honey, it was not you. Um <laughs> I I started couch to 5k because I was like okay well I'm not going to do it to lose weight my goal is just to be able to run 5k if if my knee starts hurting for any reason other than 
I've exercised, but like genuinely starts hurting, I will stop. If I skip a run because like I have to work late one night, I don't beat myself up. I just do it to complete it. And I don't have to do it in nine weeks. If it takes me longer, that's fine. Yeah. And to begin with, I was, I was kind of putting it off for a while. So I don't want to do it. And then I did my first run. And yes, it was tough. Like I'm very, very unfit. I found it very hard. But for that half an hour, I didn't think about anything else. I didn't think about any of the stresses I had in my life. I was just so focused on getting it done. It really reminded me that of, of basically how much I can achieve when I'm determined. Because I think sometimes so many things we work on in life take a long time to achieve. And you can kind of doubt how determined you can be. Yeah. Whereas actually exercise can be quite a short, quick win. And at the end of it, I felt on top of the entire world. Like nothing could have knocked me down from that mood. And it was a real moment for me where I was just like, I get it. This is what people are talking about. Yeah, I think in a similar way, again, it is, I know we've spoken about it, but obviously how much your life changes when you're, when you've reached that point in your 20s, when you've left university or you're not in full-time education anymore and your time is, your routine is more restricted because you have a job. And for a long, long time, I really beat myself up because when I was at uni, I was training for netball four four times a week, playing once or twice a week, going to the gym like three times. I was exercising a lot and I was really fit. And then I started yeah. working and obviously I had surgery on my ankle, which massively set me back. I couldn't exercise properly for six months. And then I went into a job and I just beat myself up because I would go to the gym and I could not, I couldn't do anything for longer than half an hour because I'd I'd lost my fitness and I would beat myself up and then I wouldn't go to the gym because I'd be like, oh, look, you can't even, you can't even manage half an hour in the gym. What's the point in you going? I would just just guilt tripping myself basically but you have to accept that your your body changes you're not always going to be at peak physical fitness for your entire life because let's face it unless you're an athlete that's not realistic and even then like if you're an athlete there's a reason athletes retire so young yeah your your body is not made to be put through that all the time your entire life and I think just making the effort to do it in a way that suits you is is the best step that you can take and it took me a long time to realize that oh definitely I think I've always kind of battled with the fact that where I've always had a long commute and I know I'm definitely not alone in feeling like this because I leave the house so early and I get back so late after work I'm quite frankly exhausted and the idea of then going to a gym and either getting home an hour and a half later or having to go to a gym once I've got home doesn't really appeal to me and getting up at 5am also doesn't really set me up for the best day and I would see all these people who are like I'm getting up and going to the gym for work and I was like oh my god how, how do they do it then I realized my lifestyle just isn't like theirs. So I have to find a way that it works for me. And that is saying, okay, well, on the weekends when I'm at home, I will do a proper workout and I will try and do something for an hour, whether it's like mixing up running and strength training or whether I'm doing yoga, whatever it is, I do that. And then in the week, I just do what I can. Maybe some nights that's just 15 minutes of stretching. It is better than doing nothing. Yeah. And I think if you're working for a place where you don't exercise at all, the idea of having this really strict routine where you're in the gym for an hour every single day and you'd, it's so intimidating. If you're not doing anything, doing something is better. Yeah. And actually, maybe this is going to lean more towards a recommendation, but like you walk, what, a mile and a half? I walk three miles a day. Yeah, a mile and a half each direction. And actually, if you're in general, if you're someone that doesn't, have that time or ability to exercise regularly 
if there's a way that you can incorporate walking, because walking is a low intention, low intensity exercise, and that is the best thing for you to do. Like as long as you just kind of walk with purpose, that is that is getting movement. Like a lot of people think, oh, I've not done anything. But if you walk to work or walk to the train station, or even if you just go on a walk at lunchtime, which is what I try and do if I've not been able to go to the gym, just getting active and getting your blood moving a little bit is still a really good thing to be able to do. Yeah, and I think for a long time, I've certainly felt where I'm very unfit and I'm not physically very strong. I've always felt like, oh, well, I never want to do like arm exercises because I'm crap at them. And years ago, I have a friend who's like super into the gym and I, we would go for dinner and he'd be like, I'm just going to the gym after this. And I'm like, you're bloody insane. But now I kind of understand it a bit more. And he's like, but if you don't do it, how do you expect, how do you ever expect to be able to do more? Yeah. Like, you're never going to try it. And every time I did arms, I was like, oh, I, I know, I know I have to do it. And I stopped for a long time. And then recently I kind of had that moment again where I kind of like heard him saying that going, why do I suddenly think, because I've been trying this for 25 years and you don't just wake up one day really strong and fit. Yeah, I've tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> why do I suddenly think that tomorrow is going to be the day where I try and do 20 push-ups and I can't because I can't do three? Yeah. Like it's not going to change unless you put in the effort. And yes, that's really intimidating and really daunting and can be a real turn off. But at the same time, I've tried to flip it on its head and see it more as a challenge and go, okay, well, if I can't do anything now, if I just try and do like five push-ups for a couple of weeks, there'll be a point where suddenly I think, actually, I can do six. Yeah. And that's win. That's success. Yeah, I think it's just, I, I do think it is really just figuring figuring out what motivates you. Yeah. I, th- I think that's so important, just figuring out what it is that, you want to aim for because that's different for everyone everyone has different lifestyles we're all busy people no one no one should like everyone can't aim to go to the gym and be doing 50 pull-ups in a month like that's ridiculous yeah like for me having a gym membership is the most pointless thing I can do there isn't a gym near my house so I'd have to travel for half an hour to get to a gym there isn't a gym near where I work that isn't less than 55 quid a month and it's just not practical for my lifestyle right now. Yeah. So when I've had a gym membership, I've just felt crap about myself. Whereas actually, kind of taking a step back and going, this isn't right for me, but what can I make work for me? Changes everything. I think it's all about doing what works for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I, I've found that the way that I fit it in now, and that's exactly because of the way my lifestyle is. I go to the gym in the morning on my way to work because I don't live far from work. I don't have a commute. And it's it's on the way. I can go, I can get changed, and I can go straight to work. Again, that's something that fits in with my lifestyle. When I was doing yeah. when I was doing my old job, I wouldn't have been able to do that because I worked too far away. I had to take a bus. It wasn't practical. It is you you shouldn't ever be because even at work, people are like, oh god, I feel so guilty. You've gone to the gym in the morning. I'm like, yes, but I've gone to the gym just because it fits in with me. Like that's yeah, it's not me trying to guilt you and make you feel bad like god who knows I might not even be that productive in the gym like there's 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 nothing wrong with just figuring out what works best for for you basically I think it's about trying different things as well and not feeling like whatever you try you have to suddenly do for years and master like there was a period of time when I was off a couple of years ago and so I had evenings free which I wouldn't normally have free and a local like um what they like trampoline park did trampoline aerobics 
And I was like, well, I know I'm not going to do this long term because it's at 5pm on a Thursday. Like that, that's never going to happen long term. So I was like, I'm just going to try it for a little while. And for that period of time, it was really, really fun. It was kind of sociable. It was something completely different. And actually doing something that was completely different to what I'd done before was the thing that was fun. And I think it's about doing stuff like that. Like sometimes I'll fancy doing loads of yoga and other times I'll be like, oh my God, I can't think of anything worse. And <laughs> but like, it, I think it's like trying lots of different things and like, who knows, a couple of months time, I might not like running. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to like become an expert every single thing you try. But I think it's trying those things that's important because normally when you're in school, you learn like hockey, netball, tennis. And I think we did gymnastics as well. And that was it. That is not all the exercises out there. Yeah. And I think actually that's a that's a really good point that you don't have to go to the gym or run to to get fit. If you're someone who cannot think of anything worse than going for a run or running on a treadmill, then look at what's going on in your area. Join a club, join a team, just do something that involves other people and doesn't actually feel like exercise. And then you'll be surprised what you get out of it. Because I think that's why part of the reason why I enjoy netball so much. Like, yes, it's hard. And sometimes the training's difficult and we have a really tough session, but it never actually feels that tough because I'm I'm spending it with a group of people who I really like and get on with. Yeah. And I think it's also that thing of like, you can get so many resources at home, either for a very low price or for free. Like YouTube is amazing for this. Yeah. And actually what we should do is link some of our favorite workouts that we do on YouTube, yeah, because yeah. I always find that so helpful when people do that. But some of them are only like 15, 20 minutes. And actually most people can find that in a day, at least once or twice a week. And when you make that time, I think it makes you feel great as well. Because especially if you feel really stressed or like you're really busy, knowing you've made that time for yourself to do something that is only good for you kind of makes you feel even better, I find. Yeah. And plus, like one of my favourite YouTube workouts is like a 15 minute butt workout. I knew you were going to say this one. This is what I was thinking Yeah. And it's by that Victoria's Secrets model. And I just love that. Yeah. And I just love that I can squeeze in. A 15 minute butt workout I'm like well a Victoria's Secrets model does it so I I mean I know they have massive regimes yeah, which I can't even but I'm like 15 minutes it's on YouTube it's for free something that you can do at home you don't need equipment for like that's great yeah I actually did that one for two months and then my friend actually commented on the difference it made yeah it genuinely does make a difference that one I really think it does make a difference I recommend it to a lot of people because it is only 15 minutes like it hurts and it's difficult but it's 15 minutes yeah ultimately like you you can do it we believe you can do it and if not like some of the moves I found quite difficult and then the more you do it you just see yourself improve and that in itself is so satisfying yeah and I went through a massive stage of like I know that I sit in bed for way longer than 15 minutes and just faff around on my phone or watch some tv show you can give up 15 minutes to just I don't know get a roll mat out on the floor and do some workout yeah definitely definitely so we hope you've enjoyed this episode it's something a little bit different hopefully it's full of lots of practical tips whether you're someone who absolutely loves exercise or you are someone who maybe has a really like quite a bad relationship with exercise and quite a negative like it has a lot of negative connotations for you so hopefully you can work through that and just see there's so much more to exercise than simply losing weight like that isn't the top priority um but like we said we'll leave linked below some of our favorite kind of like resources and workouts on youtube and stuff like that um that you can kind of give a go and that kind of thing and if there's anything like that that you really love please do share it because we're always looking for new resources and you can share those on our instagram page and then we can share them with everyone else if you go to at 20s are hard on instagram you can share everything there 
or or you can send us an email at twentiesarehard at gmail.com and the Facebook page as well is another really great place to leave those kinds of recommendations which is facebook.com forward slash twentiesarehard and don't forget you can also listen to us on Spotify as well as the usual places on iTunes and Acast so don't forget to follow us on Spotify subscribe on iTunes um, leave a five star review all of that wonderful stuff and we will speak to you in a couple of weeks when we have some um, big and exciting things coming up that we're going to share with you so yeah speak to you soon and have a great fortnight bye bye